Welcome back to the Go to Go podcast, man. Episode 50. One day removed from preseason football, man. Tomorrow, Hall of Fame game, Jets, Browns. Kicking off the preseason in Canton, Ohio. Hometown Cleveland Browns and obviously uh, the New York Jets as well. Both teams, you know, the Jets obviously hard knocks. Big hype on them. Won't be seeing the starters out there. QB, going to see second stringers. So Zach Wilson getting action. Kellen Mond getting action. And then obviously probably going to see the starters later on in the preseason. But this episode, man, we got the AFC and NFC West, man, division previews along with our preseason top 10 quarterback list. So we're going to kick it off, man, in the AFC. Keep it uh, in the conference that, or the division that won the championship last year in the Kansas City Chiefs, man. So the AFC East, who you got in that four spot uh, in the AFC West? Uh, In the AFC West, I have the Las Vegas Raiders coming in at number four. I had them at five and twelve. It was it was tough to find games that the Raiders could win on this schedule. I just think they're gonna take a step back. Jimmy G, he's replacing Derek Carr. What does that really do for your team? Nothing. Probably makes you worse. Crosby and Adams on both sides of the ball are elite. Some of the best players at their position, but other than that, there's really no other names. No one else that does anything spectacular. Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the league, he's holding out. I saw today that I guess he's back having conversation with the Raiders, so they're trying to talk things, figure it out. Regardless if Jacobs is there, I don't. I mean, this Raiders team is probably going to be pretty bad, and I think they're going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, trying to get that number one pick next season. Interesting. I mean, I have the Raiders in that four spot. You mentioned the wins. I figured I gave them a little benefit of the doubt, man. I'm doing it in the preseason. I gave them six wins, six and 11. <laughs> Big difference from five and 12. <laughs> so uh, six wins might kick them out at Caleb Williams sweet stakes. But, you know, they had a veteran presence uh, on defensive side of the ball, Marcus Peters. Jacoby Myers on the outside of the ball, who won them a game last year while he was on the Patriots. So he joins them. You mentioned Jimmy G. <laughs> Not really much of a change at the quarterback scene there. So it's like, you know, Josh Jacobs being that 1,000-yard rusher, that, you know, top 10 running back in the league that he's been most seasons. Him holding out that's big, you know, takes away a weapon. You mentioned, you know, Tay Adams on the outside. Jimmy G, we'll see how that connection is. Just because you got, like, you know, if not the best, arguably the best receiver in the NFL in Devontae, you got to give him – a little bit of credit. They could have gone a little bit of a run, but I mean, realistically, six and eleven. You mentioned Crosby, one of the better pass rushers in this league as well. Six and eleven. I think that's a safe, safe bet for the. I'm gonna say Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders this season. So I got them at four as well. Yeah, and then right above them, I have the Denver Broncos, who I think will have a better season than last year. I think they'll be competitive, but ultimately, I had them at uh, eight and nine. It just comes down to how good will Russell Wilson be. You kind of saw, you know, a tale of two cities in his career last year where in Seattle, the year before he was pretty good, got injured, and then comes to Denver, and he's just a shell of himself. Now, you know, you saw the comments Sean Payton made about Nat Hackett and how this team was run. He said it was like the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. So 
Could that have something to do with it? I'm sure we talked about it a lot last season and how bad that team was ran and stuff. But, I mean, I think Sean Payton will definitely help this offense and this this team in general. But, I mean, it's a tough division, tough conference. I think their defense will continue to be pretty good. Patrick Sertain, one of, if not the best corner in the league. I think the Denver Broncos will be a solid middling team, maybe looking for a shot at the wild card, but ultimately I got them falling just short at 8-9. and nine. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I got the Broncos at the 3, 8-9 and nine as well. You know, you're the Sean Payton guy saying he was going to go to Denver. And look, look and behold, I mean, Sean Payton is the coach now. Russell Wilson, you mentioned the struggles with hacking and the little shots that the Jets have been sending as well to the Broncos who play each other this year. Should be interesting there. They re-signed Kareem Jackson on the back end, veteran presence. Jerry Judy, you know, bouncing back full season. Can he stay healthy? Big question mark. One of the most skilled receivers, I mean, you know, when he's on the field. They signed Samaje Pre-Ryan, you know, decent pickup over there from the Cincinnati Bengals. They got Marquez Callaway as well from the New Orleans Saints at another weapon, kind of that deep ball, you know, maybe a little bit similar to, you know, Tyler Lockett in Seattle, Russell Wilson, you know, he liked him over there, really connected on that deep ball, maybe trying to get, you know, a weapon that's similar to Lockett in Callaway, obviously not as experienced, doesn't really have the resume or, you know, the tape to back it up, but highlight reel, you know, in the preseason a few years ago and really has been quiet since hasn't had an opportunity to shine so we'll see if he gets a chance in Denver and I think the biggest you know offseason signing for the Broncos is your boy I bet you know Alex Singleton to the Broncos man but not nah. <laughs> what they re-signed him he was on the team last year wasn't yeah they he? re-signed Singleton um that was just a name I'm glad I didn't have to think about for a while but, <laughs> but yeah eight and nine man you know I could see them being in the hunt you know, week maybe 16, they kind of fall out of the hunt and 15 fall out. So, 8-9, third seed in that AFC West. I got the Broncos as well. Yeah, so coming in at number two, I have the L.A. Chargers. I think Justin Herbert will continue to be an elite quarterback, and I think he'll take a step further this year. Kellen Moore coming over from the Cowboys bringing over that explosive offense. I believe the Cowboys were like top five in offense the last couple years. So, you know, this offense is productive. You saw what Dak Prescott, who was a good quarterback, could do. Just insert Justin Herbert, who has an elite arm talent. Super, super special. You add in Quentin Johnson, young rookie receiver, who's going to be able to finally stretch the field and hopefully be able to catch those crazy deep bombs we saw Justin Herbert, you know, showcase. Slater comes back. Left tackle, sure of that online. Hopefully, you know, Herbert can continue to stay upright as I have broken ribs again. And the defense, I mean, I think they're going to be a, a solid solid unit. You got Bosa, you got Derwin James, Asante Samuel. You saw what he could do last year in the postseason with all those interceptions. You got some ball hawks back there. I think it'll be a solid unit, and I think the Chargers will be coming in at 10-7. and seven. I got them at 10 wins. A solid playoff team. I don't think they'll, you know... <laughs> be the number one seed from their division but I think they'll be in wild card a good team and I think you just see I think we see Justin Herbert take another step I mean we're just on the same page at this point I got the Chargers at 10 and 7 as well (laughs) 
you know, I, I finally got them getting, you know, over that hump of can they make the playoffs. We saw it last year, obviously, mm-hmm. other than the, the debacle they had post-halftime against the Jags. Resigned got uh, Jalen Guy in. Uh, they got Quinn Johnson in the draft, the guy who's, you know, a lot of talk about his name and his, you know, go out and get the ball ability and, you know, sticking it. Um, they got Eric Kendricks. They added to that defense as well. Solid. Solid addition, yeah. Solid pickup that linebacker core. You know, the Eckler thing kind of, you know, Eckler's going to play. But If he's in the backfield, he's a, he's a, a great running back. He's going oh, he's he's to produce. He's, he definitely is going to produce. They talk about that age, you know, his workload over the years and just how many touches he gets in general. Will that take into account? I don't know. I'm I'm a big Austin Eckler guy. He's, yeah. you know, really good running back in this league. Deserves all the credit, even though he's undersized and, you know, maybe not a true runner. But, you know, he touches the ball and he makes plays. So Versatility is what, you know, what he brings to the game. He yeah. Catch it out of the backfield, catch it down the field, in between the tackles, outside. He's He can do it all. Kind of like, uh, you know, your boy Sproles at one point in his career – Alan Kamara, maybe, you know, better runner than Sproles, but Yeah, and, and bigger. Yeah. More physical, yeah. No doubt. But it ten and seven, man, you know, you got Agent Keenan Allen who's always banged up. Mike Williams also yeah. always banged up. <laughs> Can those guys stay healthy on the outside? It's a big question mark. Same goes for Bosa, you know, he's been banged up some points in his career and as Khalil well. Khalil Mack too, isn't he still on there? Yeah, Khalil yeah. Mack's still over there in LA. Another injuries injuries have been kinda, you know. You know. A big a big part of his downfall recently. Yeah, you take away injuries from those two guys. I mean, those are two top five pass rushers, if healthy. I mean, at some point in their careers, they were definitely considered the best of the best. For sure. So, 10-7 for the Chargers. I think that's a safe bet. Herbert gets a payday. It's time to, you know, make it happen, improve. You know, he's mm. worth all that money he got. And... Probably leads the Chargers to a wild card spot, but in a tough AFC uh, conference as well. Yeah, but um, well, we'll talk about our quarterback rankings later. So <laughs> I think in a tough AFC conference, but I think they have one of the better quarterbacks. But <laughs> one team they don't have a better quarterback is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think any team can say that. Um, I have them coming in at thirteen and four. I mean, there's really not much to say about this team at this point. Really, just Patrick Mahomes. Like, what else do you got to mention, bro? The combination of Mahomes and Andy Reid. I don't think they're slowing down anytime soon. Travis Kelsey, like you mentioned before we started, still in his prime. He's still <laughs> producing. Receivers don't really matter. Someone's gonna catch the ball from Mahomes. Chris Jones anchors that uh, defense that was young last year, but you know. They got a bunch of experience under their belt playing in the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. So I think they'll just continue to get better. And the Chiefs will be one of, if not the best team in the league. So I got them at 13-4, and four, led by the best player in football, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's about time. We were a little off with the record. I got them at 12-5, and five, first in the division. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kels, whatever you want to call him these days. Best tight end. Arguably to ever do it. He's up in that conversation with the greats at his position, you know, and I was like trying to think of just like the free agency moves that they had. You get Rasheed Rice in a draft or whatever. They signed Felix uh, Aduki Uzama, the DN. All right. Mm. But the only real key loss, I mean, yeah, Juju walked or, you know, he's 
out of Kansas City now. They lost Orlando Brown at the tackle position, which obviously big hit there. But other than that, I mean, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you got Isaiah Pacheco coming back, who late round draft pick. They still have Clyde C E H Clyde Edwards Alaire in the backfield as well, who's a first round pick. You know, it doesn't matter who you really throw at receiver for Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna make plays, and he's. I'm not even gonna say arguably he. Greatest player of this generation for sure and definitely, definitely number one yeah. quarterback in the league. So number one QB, we know what that means. It's a quarterback league. Chiefs twelve and five, winning the AFC West just like they have been the past few years. And then I you mean You wanna kick off the West? Uh yeah, I could kick off the West, man. Kicking right. off the, the NFC West, man, a little bit more, you know, up in the air in this division, in my opinion. But yeah. in that last spot, man, the four seed, I, I got the Arizona Cardinals, man, four and 13. Kind of, you know, I was looking at their roster moves this offseason. They signed your boy Kaiser White, probably the best addition they had. They lost Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, D-Hop out of Arizona now as well. Kyler, he still has Hollywood Brown over there. Have yet to see a full season or even, you know, an extended period of them on the field together. So, this should be interesting, but it nothing really new coach, new system for Kyler once again. Tough for him to adjust. First year woes will definitely come into play. Schedule's not really friendly at all. So mm-hmm. I, I mean I got him four and thirteen. Could they scoop out a little should they be a nine win team? They should in reality, but four and thirteen, man, the Arizona Cardinals last in that West. Yeah, I also have the Cardinals coming in that last place, and I had them at three and fourteen. And like you mentioned, bro, that schedule it is just tough. Kyler's gonna miss a chunk of the season. I just, I mean, going over this stuff right before I just looked, there's still reportedly no timeline for Kyler Murray to return. So we don't know how long he's gonna be out and who's gonna be their quarterback. Colt McCoy, like, come on, bro. They got a bunch of draft capital next year as well with that trade they made with the Bears. So. They got some ammunition to move up. And like you mentioned, a new coach, they might want to get their guy next year in the draft. Not a lot of talent on that roster. And as of now, no quarterback. And I think this team is probably the favorite to land Caleb Williams, that number one pick with all that draft draft capital. They have Kyler coming off an injury. I know they paid him, but, I mean, we see guys get paid and then moved off of right after before. So, I mean – Kind of the same situation with Kyler. They drafted Rosen in the first round. Next mm-hmm. year, they take Kyler Murray. So, unfortunate for the Cardinals right now. I just think they're in a weird place. I mean, if Kyler's healthy, like you mentioned, like you mentioned, I could possibly see him getting those nine wins somewhere around there, seven, eight wins, trying to be competitive. But, I mean, with Kyler going to miss at least the beginning of the season, we don't know how much time he's going to miss. It's going to be tough for this team to get wins. So, I got him scraping three wins. Yeah, no doubt. Next up, man, third place. It's tough to say. This team, they just won a Super Bowl not too long ago. I got the L.A. Rams, man. I caught them coming in five wins. I got them at five and 12. You know, Matt Stafford, aging QB. He didn't want to take a pay cut. They're still paying, you know, have no draft picks, have nothing. I don't even think they had enough cap room to, like, kind of sign the rookies. They had to restructure everybody's (laughs) contract just to sign the rookies they drafted. And they didn't even have any first-round picks. Maybe not even a second. I'm not even sure. But, you know, the Rams, I didn't even write any notes for him. I mean, you lose Jalen Ramsey. 
Aaron Donald probably should have retired after the Super Bowl. I feel bad for him. Rams, I mean, it just five wins. Cooper Cup banged up, obviously. That duo between Stafford and Cup was demolishing defenses and won them a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Could I see them getting eight wins? Yeah, but between those two guys being on the field at the same time right now, it's not looking like it's going to be over 60% of the season. Yeah, so it just looks like I'm the one being harsh on the NFC West because I got the Rams at 4-13. and 13. So you're giving both teams a little they won one, one extra One win. game, like yeah, you said, yeah. it's just one game. Just one game, yeah. But like you mentioned, I think Cup just had a hamstring or a groin, I think, yesterday. Yep. Yeah, I got injured in camp. Stafford, he's coming off of that major uh, throwing arm injury. How good is he going to be? He's getting older and banged up. Lack of talent on this roster, man. Aaron Donald's really the only name on that defense. Traded away Jalen Ramsey. No really, you know, standout names. I also think this is a team where this season can get ugly very fast for the Rams. And I do believe this is the first year they have their first round draft picked. I think next season they do have their pick coming up. But, yeah, like you mentioned, for the last few years they didn't have it. So, not really an influx of talent coming into the Rams outside of, you know, the big free agent signings who they are just let go. So, like you mentioned, man, I, it'll be tough. They have, like you mentioned, Cup, the big names, but can they still can they stay healthy? I don't think they'll be able to get it done. In this division where, you know, the top two teams, I think, are leaps and bounds ahead of them talent-wise. Yeah, and, and for the Rams, I mean, the no draft picks. We talked about it last year uh, before any of this happened, you know, when they are coming off the defending champs. I mean – you know, the reason you trade all those draft picks is to win the Super Bowl, which they did, but that leaves you in this period of limbo. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, yeah. you might just be here. Gotta and, pay back the loan, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. That's a great analogy, man. Pay back the loan for sure. They got their ring. I mean, you know, that's what you're striving for in this mm-hmm. league. So if you're going to take three down years, I'm sure the Rams, you know, they're still pretty happy yeah, with their decision. Next year's draft class for quarterbacks is supposed to be, you know, on the – on the deeper side, there's some talent. So, I mean, they finally got their pick back. Why not take advantage and try to find, you know, the next person for that team? Because with Sean McVay, so far, we've seen, like, every quarterback he's had has had success. Jared Goff, Goff yep. they got to a Super Bowl, ultimately lost, but they made it. And then Stafford comes in, Wins they the win the whole Bowl. thing. So, you know, give McVay some time with a young guy and see if he can coach them up. Oh, yeah. Young talent, you know, and I think – they make a few moves. All they need is a quarterback, and they'll be right in the conversation. Again. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and then free up that cap space to where they can actually do something. In yeah, because, I mean, it, it is L.A. People want to go there. That's a team, yeah. you know. They they got some pulling so for SoFi Stadium. I mean, come on, man. Who, who doesn't want to play over there? Yeah. Um, That leaves us with the, the second team hmm. in the division who we both clowned last year. And the Seattle Seahawks calling 12th man the best player that they had on the field. And the Seahawks, I mean, I got them above 500. I got them 9-8 and eight on the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was their schedules, like, not the best. But the Seahawks surprising. You get another year, Geno Smith coming off his Pro Bowl year. Uh, you know, they sign Devin Bush, uh, Draymond Jones, D-tackle. They go ahead and draft another weapon in JSN hmm. on the outside. You still got Noah Fant, who arguably, you know, coming in was one of the higher-ranked tight ends coming into the league. We've seen him, 
We know he can make plays. First round talent, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Kenneth Walker, obviously going to come back at some point. Run game has always been there with Seattle, no matter what running back they kind of put out there. They've always got some type of competitive backfield. They got Devon Witherspoon. And obviously DK, Tyler Lockett, they stay healthy. Paired with JSN, I mean, you could just throw it around. Those are weapons and skill guys. They really set it off for Geno. They're like, we saw what you could do last year. We're going to put it all on your table. Just give us that same thing. Now you got so many more weapons. We could spread the ball around everywhere. Defense isn't bad. Got some young talent. Tariq Woolen on the outside. Young stud in this game. So I got the Seahawks 9-8. and eight. They could squeak out 10. In this NFC, though, probably a wild card team as well making the playoffs. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered everything. I, I agree. I had them at 10 wins, so I got them coming in at 10-7, and seven, but around the same area. Talented young roster looking to improve off of a successful season last year. Like you mentioned, I don't think anyone had the Seahawks winning that many games or even making the playoffs. So kind of a, a surprising year for them. But unlike a team like the Giants, where it looked like the Giants overachieved, now they'll come down to earth. I think the Seahawks, you know, they can kind of capitalize off of this momentum and look to continue to be a competitive team. And you mentioned another year for Geno Smith in the system. He'll just be more comfortable out of talent, like you mentioned, in Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then on the defensive side, Woolen will be that star, kind of like he touched on, and it'll just be a solid defensive unit coached under Pete Carroll once again in that run game, like you mentioned, up in Seattle. They'll run the ball. Although some of the injuries do concern me, like you mentioned, Kenneth Walker, I think he's dealing with something right now, and Zach Charbonnet, one of the running backs they drafted, has some kind of, I think, soldier, shoulder injury or something. I'm not too sure, but they drafted, like, two running backs. They always got a bunch of running backs up there. Somebody decent will be carrying the ball for Seattle when the season starts, so I'm not too worried about that. But, yeah, I think the Seahawks are a good team, like you mentioned. I think they'll be a wild-card contender, and I do have them making the wild-card 10 wins, so I think the Seahawks will be a good team. Yeah, no doubt. And when we said 12th man was, you know, the best player, it, we said it because – you go on the road against Seattle. It is a tough environment to play in. Yeah, that so would definitely help too. Home field advantage, big, big time with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, definitely playoff team. If they could get, you know, uh, into the playoffs, who knows what happens there. And then number one, I don't, it doesn't even matter the question. I mean, this team's just so talented. Who is the quarterback in the San Francisco 49ers? I got them at 11-6. and six. You know, they got Terrence Mitchell, uh, your boy Javon Hargrave at the tackle now, new addition as well. That only beefs up, you know, Bosa on the outside. Then you got uh, Javarius Ward, uh, Hufanga, the safety. You mm. got Drake Greenlaw. You got Fred Warner. I mean, it, this defense is stacked top to bottom. And then you just hit the offense. I mean, you got some of the best weapons in football. Debo Samuel could do it all. CMC could do it all. You got one of the best tight ends in George Kittle as well, and not even to mention a young talent in Brandon Ayuk. It it's just so deep. Brock Purdy, uh, Trey Lance, who's the other Sam Darnold. These guys can find a way to win games, and if not, possibly have a chance to beat your Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game if they had a able quarterback at the time. But you know now they got three of them. They got a surplus, so. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, obviously, I think those are the two that are really going to be competing. But it, it it's a system, you know, Kyle Shanahan, 
he's always been a great play caller. I don't think it slows down anytime soon for the 49ers. They win the NFC West. Yeah, I also had the 49ers coming in at 11-6. And, I mean, there's not really much to say with the 49ers as well. At this point, you covered it. They're an elite roster, arguably the best roster in the league in a weaker NFC, which would always help. Shanahan is going to continue to be an elite coach and scheme people open. CMC, another full year in that backfield. He'll put up crazy numbers. I think Elijah Mitchell's coming back healthy. Mm -hmm. So that offense will continue to produce crazy numbers. Debo, Kittle, you mentioned, Ayuk, all those guys. It'll, it'll, It'll be a fun offense to watch on the defense. They got the former defensive player of the year. Talent all over the place. I think Ward, I think he left in free agency, though. I think he went to the Texans. He left with, um, uh, yeah, you're right. With the their coordinator, defensive right? Defensive coordinator, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. My bad. To, to, to Houston. But regardless, they still got talent. That's, that defense is going to be really good. The only real question I have is, you know, is quarterback. And that's the most important position in football. Sam Darnold, I mean, he's seeing ghosts. We know what's <laughs> going on with him. Brock Purdy. He he played really well, was a solid game manager, but, you know, a big injury to his throwing arm in the NFC Championship game, an arm that was already kind of questionable. How good will he be? And Trey Lance is up and down. Reports are saying he's not the guy that if Brock Purdy isn't, you know, fully cleared, that Sam Darnold is going to be the one starting for him. So looks like the team is kind of out on him, but, you know, elite talent, elite upside is there. So... You know, just a bunch of question marks at the quarterback. If this team had, like, I don't know, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, I think they'd be a lock for, you know, trying to for winning the NFC or being a lot more competitive in the NFC. But 11-6, the 49ers are going to be good. I think they'll be one of the top teams in the NFC. Just questions at the quarterback spot. So, Javarius Ward is still on the 49. It was Jimmy Ward that went to Houston. Oh, Jimmy Ward. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Same, no, yeah. another loss, but, yeah, yeah very talented safety. Ward, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the question with the Niners, we, we all know QB for sure. And, you know, is Brock Purdy able to lead them as, you know, the starter? And Sam Darnold, that might be tough. Niners traded up for Trey Lance. You know, is it worth it? All those questions for sure going to be circling around, you know, not just the Niners, the around the league and that organization as well. So, and how good will Purdy be now that, you know, teams got film on him? Because last year was kind of, you know, catching teams off guard, kind of out of nowhere. No one really knew what to expect. Now teams know what to expect. They kind of know his tendencies and how he plays. They got plenty of games of film on him. So, they'll, I think defenses, defenses will try to, you know, adjust as best as they can to him. Yeah, for sure see some struggles throughout the season from him. But it's all about, you know, just maintaining. You got such a good team, trusting those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he, he just has to make a play at some point. So with that being said, man, that wraps up the AFC and NFC West predictions, man. Let us know what you guys rank your teams at. Um Moving on, though, top 10 quarterback list heading into the 2023 NFL season, man. Do you want to start from one? Because I feel like... Well, I think we can just get one out of the way and then just go from the bottom up. Because one well, everyone's Patrick Mahomes. Like, there's... You can't yeah, I mean, that. we know that. Yeah. Okay. You want to... I'll let you start because... All right. So, uh, just, like, we're going, like, projection 
next season because like that's kind of how i made my list like how who i think will be like the best like okay projection I mean, wise i didn't go off like talent or like because i took into consideration like the schemes and like how teams are like everything yeah i'm not mad at it okay yeah i mean my, mine's kind of similar in a way right. but my, wait, 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 whatever we'll discuss it top 10 quarterbacks number one is mahomes we all know that mahomes is the best quarterback in the league a tier above everyone else so that is nothing really needs to be said at number 10, I have Kirk Cousins. You, now, you watched QB, QB? I didn't. This was this was the hardest one for me, bro. I'm going to be real. It was between Kirk, Jared Goff, and then I also had Geno Smith in mind for this position at number 10. I think all of those quarterbacks are kind of similar, but I just gave the nod to Kirk just because he's been more consistent. We've seen Geno Smith last year was kind of his first year of – you know, being productive. Jared Goff, we've seen up and down seasons from him throughout his career. Whereas Kirk Cousins, he's going to be consistent. You know what he brings. He's a solid quarterback, and he's I do think he is a top 10 quarterback. In this league, he's put up numbers before. He's got Justin Jefferson out there. The Vikings are going to be a solid offense, and I think, you know, as long as you're not on prime time, Kirk will be good enough, and he'll do enough. And he can lead this team to the playoffs. And he's led them to the playoffs before. So I think Kirk is a, a solid option. I think he gets too much hate. And then, you know, this offseason, you've seen things like quarterback that kind of show love and stuff. People mad that uh, Justin Jefferson didn't name him a top five quarterback. He's not a top five quarterback. Top 10? Sure. I got him at number 10. So I'm going to rock with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I was, I was kind of struggling with number 10. And then I just decided... You know, what What am I even doing, man? I mean, I just got to be honest with myself at this point on this list. So, it, it might ruffle some feathers here. But number 10, man, I got big for Deshaun Watson, man. Coming in at 10, you said coming in, you know, into the future, into this season. Obviously, right now, not a top 10 quarterback in this league. Hasn't shown it since he's come back from, you know, being away from football, the injury. Mm-hmm. And then last season, you know, the off-the-field issues. So, he hasn't played, you know, well. I think he played six games last year, seven touchdowns, five picks. So, not great numbers overall, but you could kind of see progressions, you know, really wasn't there. The system now, we're buying into the, this is Deshaun Watson's kind of system. You go out and get Elijah Moore. They didn't have a true number two wide receiver in Cleveland. Was playing in a lot of snow games, still adjusting. Full off season to prepare and everything like that. So, I got Deshaun Watson at that ten spot, man. And to be honest, I think at the end of the year, he might even be higher. This, this is just me. Just no, I, I had to. I feel like he could definitely finish higher if he's anywhere oh, near yeah. what we saw him in Houston. Yeah, then he'll be at the top. But I, I know, I know it's going to ruff, ruffle some feathers, right? I there. mean, I kind of figured you'd put him somewhere in here, so I'm not really mad <laughs> at it. So. Um, at number nine, I have Dak Prescott. Now, you know, being a fan of the Eagles, I don't like Dak Prescott. I don't like anything about the Dallas Cowboys, but I, I got to give credit where it's due. And I think Dak is a top quarterback in this league. Now, is he one of the elite or one of the best? No, but Dak Prescott is a quarterback, kind of like Kirk Cousins, but just I think he gives you a little bit more, a little bit more athletic. You kind of know what he's going to give you. Game in, game out. The turnovers are kind of questionable. I've sent you the clips. I mean, they're everywhere on this offseason. Dak throwing picks, you know, 
but he's never really been that big turnover guy throughout his career. Last season was kind of anomaly, but I mean, they still concern you. Some of the decisions he made, especially like in that uh, Jacksonville game last season, not really the best, but at the end of the day, Dak Prescott is an accurate quarterback. He's got the weapons on the outside. That offense has always been really good. A solid line in front of him, and I think Dak Prescott is the number nine quarterback in the league. He's solid. Yeah, man. I mean, I said I was going to ruffle some feathers. I didn't just mean with the 10 pick. Number nine, I got Aaron Rodgers, man. You know, <laughs> a lot of hype coming into this season. Hard knocks, Jets, finally getting out of Green Bay. Got the weapons around him. Garrett Wilson, uh, Brees Hall coming back. You got, you know, the defense is top tier. Now, will the Jets be playoff team probably? Yeah, no doubt. But Aaron Rodgers, his job at this point, I mean, if the Jets had a decent quarterback last year, they'd probably make the playoffs and, you know, could go on a run. So his job's not that hard, in my opinion. I mean, he's got to go out there and compete, obviously. But that defense is a main focal point, especially with Robert Sala, defensive-minded head coach, uh, coming over from San Fran. So it's like... Rodgers at that nine, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to be an MVP. He's just got to limit turnovers, you know, kind of have a season like he did last year in Green Bay, which by far wasn't a top 10 season, but surrounded by a better team, more weapons around him. I got him at the nine spot. I just like a lot of these guys, a lot younger on this list, and, you know, Rodgers only getting up there with age, and I don't think he's gonna age like Brady did to where he's winning you know being the main focal point of a Super Bowl yeah at this point we know Rodgers isn't Tom Brady yeah and um it's funny you say because I thought I have Aaron Rodgers at eight I'm gonna just say that but I didn't think it was a a pick to ruffle feathers to have him here Uh, I mean still a top 10 quarterback I, like you mentioned, I just like these younger guys, guys with, I know I didn't say like talent, but they have more talent and the positions and stuff. But I think what you said was really, really good. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to, you know, put on MVP performances for this Jets team to be good. I had this Jets team winning like 10 or 11 games, and I think that's because of the talent around Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think you'll have to be, you know, a quarterback on the level of Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. I think Aaron Rodgers... We'll just have to kind of let the talent around him carry him. Get the ball quick to Garrett Wilson. Hand it off in the backfield to Brees Hall. He's got Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, all these names he's familiar with. And like you mentioned, that defense is going to be really good. So it's not going to be a lot on Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's playing for the New York Jets and the New York media, and everyone has expectations. So I do think there'll be a lot of pressures on Aaron Rodgers, but he's going He's going to be 40 I don't know what number season is this for him. I don't know. He's been in the league forever. He's older, so, you know, the arm talent, the mobility, the stuff like that may take a slight step back, but I think Aaron Rodgers at this point, he's seen everything the NFL can throw at you. He's still an elite processor of the game. He's still going to be able to make some of those crazy throws. I just don't think, you know, talent, athletic-wise, he'll be on the same level as the quarterbacks ahead of him. I think he'll still have a solid, really good season, so I got him at number eight. Yeah, and for my number eight, I know this is where me and you are going to have some disputes. I got your boy Jay Herb, Justin Herbert, as a number eight ranked quarterback in this league. And you're laughing. I mean, Damn. you know, you could say 27 nothing, whatever, regular season. He struggled at some points, really looked like a shell of what Justin Herbert can be. 
and obviously one of the most talented quarterbacks in this list, and he could definitely move up. But I got him at number eight, man. I've just never been as high as you uh, when it comes to Justin Herbert. I still think there's other guys better than him. I just I don't see him at this point, you know, higher than eight. I mean, eight's still really okay, good. Okay, so what is the main reason you don't think Justin Herbert is good? Like, what's his limitation? No, he's, he's good. He's number eight. No, I'm saying, why don't you – like, what he's is his no limitation? He's got no clutch gene. No clutch gene. No. What do you? I don't understand what you mean. Against by no the Jaguars, you're telling me the the Jags. Bro, defense. he wasn't on defense and let up all of those points in the second half. How many half. turnovers did he have in the second half? How many? Two. Two turnovers. Yeah. Okay. And Trevor Lawrence had four. Like I don't understand. That's not his fault, bro. Justin Herbert you has been let down by the Chargers organization. The talent around him has never been up to par. The defense has not been good at all. The Chargers, When is the last time the Chargers have had a, a good defense, a competent defense? 90s. All these, every single name you list above him, I guarantee you they've had better teams and weapons around him. So, like, if we're talking about pure talent, just, like, being able to throw the football and a better team this year, they finally have an offensive coordinator that'll let the quarterback with arguably the strongest arm in the league throw the ball down the field. Justin Herbert, well, there's not seven quarterbacks better than Justin Herbert in NFL. I'm sorry, bro. There's just there he's is made it. one playoff appearance. Like you could say all about the team, but at the end of the he's day, he's going into what his fourth year. Okay, but you're acting like he should be higher than some of these other guys who have won playoff games that have led their team to champ conference championships. Now, one of them I know you're gonna disagree with, but. It is what it is. Well, it's not going to matter because this upcoming season, he's going to get arguably one or two playoff wins. Justin Herbert, bro, he, there's no way Herbert's the seventh best quarterback or eighth best quarterback in the league. I just think he's talented than a lot more of these other. If you put Justin Herbert in every single position of the quarterbacks you name above him until like the top, top elite, he's going to be better. Okay. Uh, I mean, my, like, I'm you know, just like it. number eight, we'll see when. The- we play, you know, 17 games this year, what Justin Herbert's got in store for us. But eight is not bad, man. I mean, it's top, What I don't know what percent. I'm not a math guy, but number eight, I think that's rightfully so for Justin Herbert, man. So I got Herbert at eight. Yeah, that's a little low. But uh, at number seven, I have former league MVP Lamar Jackson. Now, the big knock for Lamar is health. He hasn't been able to finish the last couple seasons. He's He's been banged up. He had his amazing MVP year and then has kind of slowly declined health-wise after that. You can say question marks about, you know, his accuracy, him throwing the ball. He's led the league in touchdown passes before. And then his explosiveness on the ground. Outside of Justin Fields, maybe if you want to argue Jalen Hurts, He's the most explosive runner with the football in his hands at the quarterback position. The talent is there. The new scheme is there. The weapons are around him this year. And I think if he's fully healthy, Lamar Jackson will be successful in Baltimore. So I got him as the sixth best quarterback. So now, other than health, is Lamar better than Herbert? No. Okay. At Um, At being a quarterback, no. All right. 
number Justin Herbert is a way way better passer, better arm strength. He's more accurate. He in pure passing situations when it's third and long and you have to throw the ball to make a like to make a play to keep the game alive. Justin, Her- I want Justin Herbert throwing the ball. Lamar is, be- I think Lamar is more athletic. He's better at running, and maybe you want to talk about like overall and adding athleticism. He's a better athlete than Justin Herbert, but in terms of in the pocket throwing the ball, I don't think he's in I the mean, same league. It's not just about being. In- I asked you who's a better quarterback. It's Justin Herbert. All right. I mean, does Herbert have an MVP? Well, we're talking about right now. We're not talking uh, about 2019 just, when Justin Herbert I, was still in college. Was, <laughs> anyways, man, my number seven is the guy who knocked down Justin Herbert. And I got T-Law, man. I got T-Law at the seventh spot, you know, going out there in Jacksonville. Expectations, you know, after the abysmal um, Urban Meyer start to, you know, Trevor Lawrence's career kind of derailing him, not really having a coach for most of the time. Finally gets in the system. They finally get some wins. Trevor Lawrence, arm talent. I think he's up there with the best. Andrew Boy Herbert when it comes to arm talent and being able to deliver the ball. Um, you mentioned those you know, turnovers in the playoffs. Obviously something that's going to need to be cleaned up. They go out and obviously got Calvin Ridley, who now is able to play football due to not being suspended, suspended anymore. And you're the one that sent the clip of him on the ladder drill, and, or maybe not the ladder drill, is him running routes and just how much faster he is. I mean, Calvin Ridley was a top talent in this league outside. You had him to T-Law. I just think, you know, T-Law at that seventh spot, him and Herbert kind of near the same wavelength in my opinion. Yeah, so for number six, I have Trevor Lawrence, and I think he'll eventually be a lot higher than this, but – as of now, the guys I put ahead of him, I just, I kind of did the, you know, if I put this quarterback on my team, would I take him over, you know, the current quarterback? And I, it was close. I really like Trevor Lawrence. The arm talent, like you mentioned, top prospect coming out of Clemson. I mean, it was so weird what Urban Meyer did. And then you give him Doug Peterson, a winning football coach, and you kind of see how he's able to produce down the stretch last year. You could argue he was the best quarterback in the league. He has the arm talent to, you know, make all the throws on the field. You mentioned added some weapons around him. Solid running game with ETN. The defense is okay. But, I mean, in terms of just being a quarterback talent and where I think they'll finish next year, I think Trevor Lawrence at six was, I don't want to say a low kind of ranking for me, but it was conservative. Trevor Lawrence at six is conservative for me. I think he has talent to be one of the top quarterbacks, but still young, still learning. So I think six is a good spot for him right now. Yeah, so at number six, I got a guy that you didn't put on your list at all, which kind of disrespectful because when he was on the field, he was easily up in the MVP conversation. I got Tua, man, at that sixth spot. You know, obviously last year the freak injuries – I, we were at the game where they were chanting MVP, and you were like, no way. and uh, Yeah, but anyways, man, I mean, Tua, you saw that deep ball connection. You saw games against the Ravens where he was able to come back early on in the season. We talked last week how he struggled against the Chargers in that game, probably his worst game ever. And then he struggled on Christmas also against the Packers down the stretch as well. 
But other than a few games, I mean, Tua, he was literally dropping back. I think they were throwing passes over 70% of the time. He was hitting all his spots. He was threading the needle. And, you know, the question of his arm talent was really on display of him underthrowing Tyreek Hill. Well, I think if you're not Patrick Mahomes, you're going to underthrow Tyreek. And even Patrick did it in Kansas City a lot. Just Patrick has a way better arm, so no one would ever question it. (laughs) But, you know, Tua for the sixth spot, you know, take away health, injuries, whatever. Just, you know, pure talent. If he's on the field 17 games out of the year, I got Tua in that sixth spot. Uh, Bro, so Tua hasn't won a playoff game? No, he's... So then uh, how is... So what is he better at being a quarterback than Justin Herbert? Um... Well, considering he was literally injured last year and couldn't walk, probably. Okay. I mean, with Herbert had broken ribs, major brain injury. Like, listen, I'm just saying. Okay, man. so injury. What what is Tua better at? In, injuries aside, they're both fully healthy. Well, why are you taking a winner. Tua? Tua's he, a winner. Okay, because he has arguably the fastest skill room in the league around him. Yeah. So, do you think the Dolphins will be better if you insert that team? Just put Justin Herbert instead of Tua. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no. no, no. Yeah, no, you were right. <laughs> no. Yes, they'd be better. <laughs> that's why they drafted Tua over Herbert. I mean, and that's why Brian Flores was very upset. Brian Flores benched Tua his entire rookie year because yeah, you, he knew. You see where Brian Flores is at right now, man. He's the <laughs> defensive coordinator for the Vikings, I yeah. believe. But defensive regardless, coordinator key. Well, he was right, talent-wise, that they should have taken Justin Herbert instead of Tua. Well, I got Tua but, at the six. Okay, would have been an MVP possibly if he didn't get hurt last year. And mm, you could say the same for Herbert. He could be an MVP if he isn't injured. All right. At number five, I have Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm an Eagles fan, and I love Jalen Hurts. He's just you know, my favorite team's quarterback. I think he's really talented, but I do think he has limitations, and I think the scheme and everything around him really, really helps. If you, you know, if you put Jalen Hurts, for instance, on the Chargers, is he a top 10 quarterback like Justin Herbert is? Is he a top quarterback like Joe Burrow is when he came into the Bengals when they were a mess? I'm not too sure. Jalen Hurts has everything that he needs to succeed around him, but he does have that winning, that dog mentality. You know, he elevates the team around him as long with, you know, the team helping elevate him. The running ability, we know how good he is athletically. In every single year he's been in the league, he's progressed as a thrower. I believe he continues to progress as a thrower. The reports in training camp saying he's been amazing. I believe he hasn't thrown an interception yet in training camp. He's been really, really improving with accuracy. Having Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown really helps. But I think, you know, there are limitations on Jalen Hurts arm talent-wise, but I believe he'll continue to make strides. And I think it's his mentality that kind of has him up here as a top-five quarterback in the league. So I got Jalen Hurts at number five. I think that's a little bit low. Like I said, I came in here to ruffle feathers. Um all the quarterbacks ahead, I have ranked ahead of him. I thought if I would, I rather have them or Jalen Hurts on my team. So, the names above, I will, I think, would be better. All right, or well, are better. 
uh, someone was talking about maybe maybe it was Kirk or, or Brock Purdy. I don't know what NFL player it was, but you know, at the end of the day, this is football, and football games are hard to win. So if you're a quarterback and you're going out there and winning, what more could you ask for? But I don't think I just, winning is a quarterback stat. It's a team game. Who takes the loss? Uh, you know, when a team loses, it's a quarterback. Well, I mean, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are like just going out there like single-handedly winning games. You need a team around you. I mean, yeah, of course you need a team. But like, if you look the, at like the greatest are, of all time, Tom Brady, he's always had a top ten defense. Bill Belichick has been known. Has for, he ever had really weapons? Has he ever? He's had know, Randy Moss. He had Randy Moss for how many years? Just a couple. Yeah, no, he, he had, had Randy Moss that one year, and they went undefeated and beat every single team and only lost in the Super Bowl. Okay. So, like, bro, like, Tom Brady's had Wes Welker. He's had Gronk, arguably the best tight end of all time. A very, very physical presence in the red zone. But who, who made these? This is Tom Brady making these guys, though. Like, I mean, obviously talented Rob I mean, in his own respect. Wes Welker had a career in Miami before. Was he like he was in New England? No, not even close. So Okay, but it's still talent. Wes Welker was talented in Miami. He's just in that New England system. Like, bro, name any quarterback, bro. Like, like I said, Joe Montana, all those winning. quarterbacks for the 49ers. Oh, why were they winning? Because they had Hall of Famers everywhere on the defense. Jerry but Rice catching passes. Why like, Why are winning they? Winning isn't just for a quarterback stat, bro. Like, winning is important. Quarterbacks are the most important, you know, position on the field. So, they do play a big part in winning games. But when you just say, oh, like, this quarterback wins games, like, it's more than just that. Like, is Kirk Cousins a winning quarterback? He won, like, 11 one-score games last year. Like, you wouldn't say that about Kirk Cousins. He won 11 games, bro. That's... So why, why don't you have Kirk Cousins in top 10? He's wins. Because I think Deshaun Watson is going to be better this year and lead him to more wins than Kirk Cousins this year. That's, that, so that's that's a bad argument. Because Kirk Cousins, although he's a solid quarterback, he has a good team around him. He has Justin Jefferson, arguably the greatest receiver on pace to be the best receiver of all time, breaking all these records. But, like, he has help around him. All these quarterbacks, everyone that you think, like, all these teams have help around them, bro. Like, you can't just say winning. It's not fair for a quarterback that has it, talent and could be a lot better than they are when the situation around them isn't as good. You could have said Jamarcus Russell had all the talent in the world, but he was never a good quarterback because he had no talent around him. Bro, he was a bust. Like, well, I mean, no, Jamarcus Russell was a bust because of his mentality. We all know the story. Okay, we I, heard I about mean, what yeah, happened it, with Jamarcus yes. Russell. But you know the just, famous did-you-watch-film story. <laughs> like, come on, bro. It was a bad analogy, bro. But it, it, it comes down to winning. I think no matter what you think, yeah, you got to have a team around you. But the quarterback is the focal point day in and day out. They're the only player touching the ball every snap. They're the only player that knows every single read on the team. They, they're literally the heart and soul of a team. A quarterback goes down. Now, the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles stepped up and played really well at quarterback. Now, how many teams have actually won with backup quarterbacks out there? You can't because you need a good quarterback. What happened when they had no quarterback? I mean, well, that's because they didn't have a single quarterback. Exactly. But they had Brock Purdy, the number six pick in the draft. And he had the arguably the best roster. And people were saying they, they had a chance to make the Super Bowl. They did. 
And is Brock, Brock Purdy a top 10 quarterback? No. Who knows? He could have been. No, Brock Purdy is not a top 10 quarterback, bro. Who knows? The talent around him. I agree. Quarterbacks are the most important part of winning, but I don't think winning is solely on the quarterback. Okay, but you got to admit that winning tips the scales to the quarterback. Like, I, I like you, you can't. So, you can't qu- yes, I, you do have to win games, but I don't think it should be. So if the Chargers went out there and won four games this year, so is Justin Herbert still your number three quarterback? Well, I mean, if he's still putting up, you know, the numbers he has been putting up, and you know, I think he's like what, like the all-time leading passer at this eight, at this point in his career and this year. So I mean, if he's still out there putting up numbers, but no, if Justin Herbert goes out there underperforms throws interceptions, isn't, like, careful with the football, then, no, he isn't a top quarterback anymore. But if he isn't being helped by the Chargers and he's still playing really, really well, then you, you, you can't knock him. I get what you're saying. Yes, you have to win games as a quarterback. I mean, but I don't think it should be weighed as heavy as, is this quarterback good or not? Does he win? Yes or no? Oh, he wins? He's good. Does he win? No, he's not. I think you got to take into consideration of – the situation and everything around them. When you're talking about how good a quarterback is. Yes, wins so, do matter. You have to take them in consideration, but I don't think they should be the sole factor like you're saying where it's like, oh, why is Justin not, Herbert good? Oh, he doesn't win. He doesn't have a clutch gene. Like That's that's just why I got him at the, the eight. Bro, I'm not saying Justin Herbert's a bad quarterback. All of these guys at some point, and you could honestly be at the end of the season, you could be like, Okay, this guy could flip flop with this guy, at least through you know the majority of the middle of the backpack of this this roster, um, or what it lists, whatever you want to call it. So I, I get what you're saying, but you have to agree. At some, even in the top ten, like at some point, there's like a tier or a break in terms of talent and how good these guys are. Like, yeah, all these quarterbacks are top ten, but I don't think Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow are in the same tier. Like. I think there's definitely like, there's definitely a break in terms of talent. So when you have Herbert that low, you just don't think he's as talented or as good as other quarterbacks. Okay. I mean, because you know, if you're going off just winning, like I understand having that winning. low, but obviously if you're Herbert is a great quarterback skill wise, that's not a question. But all these guys are great quarterbacks skill-wise. I mean, I think there's a gap between, I would say, between. It's tough. I don't know. I get what you're saying, but. It it really is. I'm just, maybe it's because I'm a Herbert hater, but whatever. You think he's a social media quarterback, right? I mean, he is a social media quarterback, bro. I he just looks good out right, there, right. man. Like, uh, for sure, dog. Number five, I think. You just did number five, right? Tua. Yeah. We got number no. five. Well, no. Went, yeah, right? Yeah. I said Jalen Hurts was my number five quarterback. Yeah. And I said it was too low. I got Josh Allen, number five. Um, obviously, we know his talent. And one of the best arms in the league. He could throw in any type of weather. Great for Buffalo. You know. But it's kind of concerning to me when you got your star wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, saying, we got the guys, we got the coaches, why isn't it working? Well, you know, Josh Allen, your boy Brian Dable, made his best season of his career. It could have been a coaching thing. 
can it be Josh Allen slinging the ball 80%? Sure. You know, maybe if he wasn't, would he be a little higher? Maybe. But talent-wise, number five, I mean, tremendous athlete, can run. We've seen him. He's gotten a big moments. Literally almost beat Patrick Mahomes at the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Now He did I, everything he could. That, def- yeah. it was the de- that was on the defense. I kind of, in that situation... And I'm about to contradict myself later in this list, and you're about so, to. I mean, get some. I, I know, bro, because that's not how you should ring them. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, anyways, I mean, just you know, the turnover is obviously an issue. Got to clean that up. His decision making, and you know, just ability to limit those has not been there at all. Whether it's, you know, even the the qu- quarterback sneak against the Vikings where he couldn't get it out the end zone uh, when they were at the one. Just a small sloppy plays that really don't take, doesn't really take skill. I mean, he has the skill. It's just the little things he doesn't excel at, the attention to detail. Uh, so that's kind of why I got him at the five. Definitely wasn't talent, but just just the little things I don't think Josh Allen's yet really gotten in grasps in the league, but still obviously one of the you know, the better talents in this league. Yeah, and I'm kind of right there with you. I have Josh Allen as number four in. This is the name I kind of flip-flop back and forth at four and five between Hertz and Allen. But um like you mentioned, the not what gave Allen the nod to me just over Hertz a little bit is because we've seen him carry teams before where, you know, Josh Allen has made plays through the air and on the ground to kind of put his team over the edge. With Jalen Hurts, it's a system and he's elite in the system, and I think He'd be product at this point in his career, the way he's, you know, elevated his play throughout the years. I think he would work on pretty much any team. But in this Philadelphia system, Jalen Hurst is elite. Whereas Josh Allen, he is the system in Buffalo. And the talent is there. I mean, arguably the strongest arm in the league. I think Mahomes is the only person, maybe Herbert. But in terms of just throwing the ball, throw power, throw distance, Josh Allen has all the tools can hit, make every tight window throw, isn't afraid, you know, to take hits, can beat you from the pocket and inside, from outside the pocket, excuse me. You know, we saw how he likes to run, run over players, get outside. Josh Allen, is he has all the talent, but like you mentioned, turnovers are kind of an issue. He does kind of like to gamble and go for that big play, and at times that can hurt you. Isn't the cleanest with the football, so turnovers are an issue. Fumbles the ball a little bit, but... If he can clean up those turnovers, but I don't think he ever will. It's just kind of the player he is, the running gun, high risk, high reward, kind of go for it all, gambler type of quarterback. Still super talented, still really, really able to, you know, just go out there and win games. So I got Josh Allen at number four. And at my number four, man, I got a guy who I don't like to watch play at all. And I thought you ranked a little low in Lamar Jackson, former MVP. You mentioned the health, set aside the health full season if he's healthy I think he could even go higher than you know the number four quarterback yeah obviously accuracy not there maybe arm strength but I mean that that's just not his game Mike Vick he had a strong arm was he the most accurate at times no but he could get it down there more than Lamar did and Vick was considered one of the best quarterbacks in the league at the time and you, you just watch this guy play I mean, the systems ran through him. You mentioned the system, like Josh Allen. Well, he is the system. It's not like it was Lamar Jackson's show. We got a new offensive coordinator over there in uh, Baltimore, probably 
going to see more gun sets than the pistol, two tight end, you know, two receiver formations that they're used to. But, I mean, I watched this guy put the pads on. And when he's on the field, the Ravens are literally one of the best teams in the NFL. I think when he's on the field, they're winning the loss rate. Drastic, very drastic. I still don't think, you know, the Ravens didn't want to pay him last year. And Lamar, if he had gotten paid last year, Lamar would have been on the field for the Ravens, and they would have been a playoff team, possibly, you know, competing late mm-hmm. in the year. They decided not to pay him at the time, wait till the offseason, then they pay him. So now it's kind of like, all right, now he's your guy. He's bought in. If, you know, it's a lot of ifs, but you can't play ifs with health and, you know, quarterback list. So that's why I got Lamar four. I'd just seen him dice up, you know, so many defenses, whether – you know, scrambling and just being able to chuck the ball downfield to vicinity of the receiver. It's just the defense attracts to the runner, and he's able to make plays. And I think that, you know, sometimes the legs, you know, create the arm for him. So it's just something you got to watch out for. I think he's the number four quarterback. And I just, you know, I think the injuries have really derailed his true value. Yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned already about Lamar. I think – you know, athletic-wise is the reason he's even able to mention, be able to be in the top 10. And I think he's a really good passer. Just the only reason I don't have him, you know, a little bit higher is because I think everyone I listed above him is elite or is projecting to be a better thrower of the football Mm -hmm. than Lamar. But, yeah, you mentioned athletic-wise, you can't take anything away from Lamar. So coming in at number three, I have the eighth-best quarterback in the league, Justin Herbert. quarterback? Uh, we I kind of already said everything I want like about Justin Herbert. I think I know I mentioned before like I didn't do it like just based off talent. This is kind of a projection, but in terms of talent and having all the tools and being a prototypical quarterback in the NFL, Justin Herbert really has everything you're looking for in a modern day quarterback. He's big, has all the arm talent. He's athletic enough to move around and run and be mobile mobile outside of the pocket. I mean, the only thing holding Justin Herbert back at this point is what you mentioned is wins. He doesn't have a playoff win. The Chargers at times can kind of, you know, underperform on the big stage. And I agree with you. That is a that's a thing. And I think going into this year with the new system, improved weapons, Austin Eckler's in the backfield, an elite running back we talked about. You want to see him take steps into becoming a better winner and a better player at the quarterback position and I think we'll see it we haven't you know been let down by Justin Herbert yet at this point in his career I think he'll shit maybe this year they could win two maybe even three playoff games if everything goes correct but in terms of you know just dropping back passing the ball moving doing everything you need a quarterback to do processing defenses everything I think Justin Herbert has it and I got him as the third best quarterback in the league and while well, well, you had it, I would compare Herbert to kind of like this generation's Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, the talent's there. Obviously, the skill's there. And the reason Rodgers isn't better than Brady's, not just like numbers. I mean, if you put the numbers, they're probably similar. I mean, Brady played more years. And, you know, but it, it was the wins for Rodgers versus Brady in the, the amount of Super Bowls. So I could see Herbert, you know, kind of being like the Rodgers of, 
you know, one of the great talents that maybe should have won multiple Super Bowls. But, you know, we'll, well see if, if that's get it. The... I agree, and that's a, a solid comparison. But okay, in I... terms of Rodgers, he's – up until last year, he's never been the seventh court, best quarterback in the league. No. Like, if that's his comparison. So, uh, I I mean, maybe a couple years he'd be, like, five or I, – I just – Aaron Rodgers – no. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, when he was at the peak, when it was him and Brady, he was always considered a top quarterback. I mean, yeah, top five. He wasn't, no, he wasn't, no, he wasn't five. It was, Bra- like, it was always Brady, then maybe Manning – and then you Breeze. maybe want to throw in Rodgers. Breeze is not, I don't think Breeze has ever been better than Aaron Rodgers. No, nah, I think they were using a conversation for a couple of years. If you're just looking at pure, you know, numbers, I mean, Drew Breeze is up there. All right. I, I get but, what you're saying. He's been in the conversation. I, yeah. I get it. I, I Give Herbert one more year and, you know, maybe I just, you know, T-Law beat him out. I had to put T-Law ahead of him. You could say, you know, it's not a quarterback game, but the big stage, whatever. Now now here's where I'm really going to ruffle some feathers, and I'll get to the reasoning probably when I hit the number two player. But number three, I got Joe Burrow, and here's why. I mean, Joe Burrow, obviously great, talented quarterback. You could say the O-line hasn't been there for him. You know, that's why he struggled at some points. Well, he's got, you know, arguably two of the best receivers, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins probably not going to be able to pay them both. Defense is a little bit shaky. They do have a bit of a pass rush. Um, and Joe Mixon, one of the better running backs people consider in the league, who I really don't buy into. So I give Burrow more credit than, you know, of working with Mixon in the backfield. But mm-hmm. great talent. He's got good arm, good presence in the pocket. The time in the pocket probably hasn't been there all the time, but I got Burrow three, and I really just don't want to dive into it until I speak on the number two. All right. Well, I have Joe Burrow as my second quarterback, and I think, you know, excluding Patrick Mahomes because I don't think we're it's just fair to compare any of these quarterbacks to him. In terms of, you know, having that clutch gene or having that it factor, I think Joe Burrow has that the best out of everyone on this list. And when you mentioned Tom Brady, and in terms of, you know, having that, you know, clutch gene, that coolness under pressure, I think Joe Burrow is the closest we've seen to that in recent years. Always performs well under pressure. Is a very talented quarterback, but doesn't have the super, super crazy arm like the Josh Allens, like the Justin Herberts, like the Patrick Mahomes. But his arm is good enough. He's super accurate can make every throw on the field, just not those crazy throws like some of the other quarterbacks. But like you mentioned, with the weapons around him, he doesn't need to make those crazy throws. He can make any throw he needs, get it to Jamar Chase, get it to T. Higgins. And I do think Joe Burrow is a good enough quarterback to kind of carry his teams. And we've seen him go head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes, beat him. We've seen him go into Buffalo, beat Josh Allen, winning – is you know like I didn't like I mentioned it's not everything but Joe Burrow has an ability to win football games and that's important that's big that matters because at the end of the day winning matters so I got Joe Burrow at number two uh, yeah I mean you know obviously the tear after the ACL bouncing back you know getting to the stages that he brought him to obviously it, it's got to carry some type of weight now at number two 
I got your boy Jalen Hurts now. Oh, just, I like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Eagles propaganda. I'm here. <laughs> so, I mean, I really thought I, I did some deep thinking for probably three hours today at work, man. And I was like, I had Hurts three, I had Burrow two. If we're just talking pure talent, but Jalen Hurts, I mean, he came into the league not as the guy. Everyone doubting him. Maybe the he had a chip on his shoulder. Pressure wasn't there as opposed to Burrow came in as the one, got hurt, and had to climb his way back up to stardom. But Jalen Hurts, I mean, we talked about it all year long in games where they're like, oh, the offense might not be able to score. Well, he comes out and he throws for three touchdowns. Then the next game, he might go rush for 100 yards. And the only other person that in the league that I think could do it like him is maybe Lamar Jackson to a certain extent. You know, you mentioned... In terms of running and throwing? Yeah. Okay. And so, Lamar being a four former MVP... Would you throw Josh Allen in that conversation? Josh Allen is in that convo, yeah, for sure. Um, but more reckless than Jalen Hurts, probably more with Lamar. I mean, but Lamar is probably not lowering his shoulder. Like, Josh Allen taking dumb yeah. hits like him, but they're, they're in the same category for sure. And that's why you see all of them in the top ten. Uh, when you're dual threat... And at a skill level, they're able to. I mean, it just makes them so dynamic. Defenses having to guard an extra man on the field just makes it harder. But I mentioned in those key games where, you know, maybe the defense didn't step up. What did they go out and do? They put up 40 or whatever it was. And Jalen Hurts has a game. And, yeah, sure, maybe the run game took out the pressure off for Hurts. Well, they get to the Super Bowl. And if you had said Jalen Hurts is rushing for three touchdowns, you'd probably say the Eagles – Probably win the Super Bowl. He throws for 300 yards, rushes for three touchdowns. He had, I think he had one turnover, right? Yeah, I believe he had the fumble. Fumble. He fumbled, yeah. Yeah. Other than that. He threw a touchdown as well. Biggest stage, yeah. He So four touchdowns in a game. The biggest stage, he went out and performed. And it really wasn't his fault for losing the Super Bowl. And you could say, oh, yeah, he snuck in three of those rushing touchdowns. Well, why can he sneak in? It's because that's what he's good at. Good coaches call plays for their players in the best moments. Tom Brady, he was one of the better ones at QB sneaking as well. Was he as as athletic as Jalen Hurts? No, definitely not. But when they get to that, they call it the 97%. It's because Jalen Hurts is so big and physical at the quarterback position. He played with the banged up ankle. Like you defend your boy Justin Herbert with the broken ribs. Yeah, he had a shoulder too. Shoulder injury as well. <clears throat> and I think every time someone doubted Hurts, he stepped up in the moment. He got the Eagles to the Super Bowl and put up four touchdowns against Mahomes, who already has a championship. I know he's not playing defense, but biggest stage, Jalen Hurts has stepped up and not knocking Joe Burrow, but maybe a little bit recency bias. Sure. But Jalen Hurts gets discredited every time. And I think, you know, it's time he gets his flowers from being benched in a, you know, NCAA title game to, you know, going to Oklahoma to being the last quarterback of that tier kind of drafted in his draft class. Yeah, second round. And now being able to just go out, wasn't even a starter at first, go out, he wasn't accurate. What did he do last year? He was accurate. I think, how many picks he have? Single digits. Yeah, I think he had like... Four? Yeah, three, four picks. Three or four picks. I mean, come on. He didn't put up 40 touchdowns like Mahomes, but, I mean, Jalen Hurts does whatever he's asked to do and then some. And at a quarterback position, that's all you can do. 
He led his team to wins, which I think is important on the scale, maybe not the only thing. But he made those tough throws. Sure, he might not be the most accurate, or Joe Burrow may be a little more accurate. Well, Hurts makes up for it with his athleticism, his size, and just his ability to progress throughout the years. I think, you know, he can only go forward again this year. So I got him, you know, potentially being one of the best quarterbacks in the league in that MVP conversation once again. I'm not going to argue with Jalen Hurts is the second best quarterback. So, so I knew I'm you there wouldn't you. argue that, but it, it definitely, I was like, man, Burrow, and maybe I'm a little biased because I watched Burrow and he absolutely sucks against the Browns most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. I just I just think Burrow is just a better pure passer of the football. And going into this ranking, I kind of you went with that's, the pure pat see. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important part of being it a quarterback. Is, you know, when you, you got to step back, you got to make the throws when it matters. When teams know you're throwing, can you make that throw? And I, I just think Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, excuse me, is just a better thrower of the football than Jalen Hurts. Now, I completely agree. Bringing in athletics, if we bring it in, you know, running the ball and being able to play make outside of the pocket and do all that other stuff, 100%, I'm with you. Jalen Hurts is better and, and brings more to the table on that side but in terms of being a quarterback and throwing the ball and making the reads I think Joe Burrow is better yeah here, here's my thing that's where I think that yeah sure Joe Burrow better passer but bringing to the table what helps team wins games like you said maybe you know third and 20 you know they know you know they're passing just you know, it's hard to, to say don't get in those situations, but, you know, a quarterback with a little bit more athleticism has a chance to escape the pocket when there's pressure where Joe Burrow might not be able to go out, get a four-yard gain versus a eight, nine-yard loss. So I think it all contributes to the game in, you know, similar ways. And, yeah, sure, the quarterback is, you know, the gunslinger position. you got to be able to throw it. Look, 20 years ago, I mean, there was no athletic quarterbacks, you know, 25 years ago nowadays, but it wasn't really a thing. Now we're opening up the game. Sure, it makes them get hurt more, but, I mean, we go up and down our list. We got Hurts. We had Lamar. We had Allen. We had Herbert, who's, you know, mobile. We had T-Law, who's mobile. Um, Rodgers, who in his career, definitely mobile. I mean, the only pocket present quarterbacks – that you had on your list was, what, Cousins and Burrow. Yeah. So all the other guys, maybe not to the degree, degree where Hurts and Allen do it, but Herbert gets out of the pocket. T-Law gets out of the pocket. I mean, even Tua sometimes could get out of the pocket a little bit. Um, I know he was on my list, probably not. But Dak, he can get out of the pocket as well. I mean, so it. I think it goes hand-in-hand hand of what brings this team closer to winning. Maybe that's what I wanted to do. Instead of just winning, what gives your team the advantage to win football games? Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying. I agree. Just for me personally, I, I think that passing ability is what Ranks makes, hires. is what puts yeah. these players over the hump. Because you mentioned, I do agree, because you know, guys like Geno Smith, like Jared Goff, even Tua, who you know, he's a little mobile, but more of a pocket passer mm-hmm. in the pocket. It's kind of why these guys get left off the list because they're not as explosive and stuff. But when you look at the top of the list, when you look at the 
Joe Burrows, when you look at the Patrick Mahomes, the Jalen Hurts, the Josh Allens, like what's the reason we think all of these guys are really good quarterbacks? It's because they're able to make plays with the ball through the air. Yeah, running is important and really good. If that was the case, we would have had Justin Fields on this list. We would have had Anthony Richardson as a top 10 quarterback. Just well, because Richardson of, hasn't even played a game yet, so we well, can't even put him on. In terms of running, he's the most athletic and yeah. you know craziest but, prospect we've ever seen in the NFL. So I'm sure running the ball won't be an issue for him. It's throwing the ball. It's being able to read defenses and make plays. And I think that's just why Patrick Mahomes is at such an elite level and just a step above everyone else. It's not because Patrick Mahomes is faster than Jalen Hurts. It's not because he's bigger and runs more than Josh Allen. He's not more elusive than Lamar Jackson. He but makes he, better he throws. He is elusive. Like, well, yeah, he degree, is, but like, that's not what makes him special. And you got to think that... In yeah, terms of being a quarterback. His, his arm talent, but it's the throws he's able to make out the pocket. Like so you mentioned, the throws. Escapes. Yeah, but, 100%. But you have to be able to get to that degree. Like, you no, know, I get what you're I saying. And I think yeah. it's sort of like that, that baseball mentality. I mean... I watched, you know, the quarterback show where he's like, I, I go out there, I feel like I'm a shortstop. I just go back there and sling it like I run out and like making the crazy on the run throws that, you know, in the unique left hand shovel pass, little dump off, whatever it is. It's just he has a knack for I you know, comparing these other quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes is almost unfair. It is. So it's and it's unfair because he can do both at such a high level. Yeah. Exactly. In the pocket He's the best quarterback in the league. Outside of the pocket, he's the best quarterback yeah. in the league. So it's like, that's why, I mean, is Joe Burrow better than Hurts inside the pocket? Yeah. Is Hurts better outside the pocket? Yes. But I think that that leeway between Burrow and Hurts, is that door is kind of shrinking when it comes to passing and what Hurts was able to do last year. Just the most important thing, taking care of the football, man. I mean, he did it. Limited the picks. Can he limit those fumbles like the one in the Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know. But if the season ends and, you know, Hurts is maybe three right behind, you know, Burrow, would I be shocked? No. But I think what Hurts proved last year and what he did deserved him to give him that that little two nod. And I know you as a Philly fan, you wanted to be, you know, as unbiased as you can. But. I don't like Philly. I could care less about, you know, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles or Jalen Hurts. But yeah. he he proved wrong for the whole season. And as a quarterback, when you got that dog in you and you go out there and compete. Yeah. I mean, and Joe Burrow obviously has that too. You mentioned his clutch gene. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with those guys, it, it really just shakes up when you could go that, that two through three. I mean, possibly four, but whatever. And. You know, if Herbert ends up at the top of the list, would I be shocked? No, but I got him eight pre. You get know, pre. Get ready to not be shocked, fam. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, when Watson's number three, I just want everyone to. I'm gonna be shocked. Like that. <laughs> at least so you just want to let's read through it one more time. Just give you go ahead. Give you go your, from one to one to ten. Go ahead. Give your top ten. Number one, I got Mahomes. Two, Hurts. Three, Joe Burrow. Four, Lamar. Number five, Josh Allen. Six, Tua. Seven, Trevor Lawrence. Eight, Justin Herbert. Nine, Aaron Rodgers. And number 10, soon to be hired, Deshaun Watson. All right. And so then my top 10 QBs, number one, obviously Patrick Mahomes. At two, I got Joe Burrow. 
Three, Justin Herbert. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Jalen Hurts. Six, I got Trevor Lawrence. Seven, Lamar Jackson. Eight, Aaron Rodgers. Nine, Dak Prescott. Ten, Kirk Cousins. It wraps up our list. I mean, they got a little intense, man. I mean, we were, I thought we were going to be a little short on time. We're at... Nah. We're deep into this episode now, nah, Tua man. at six, and then Herbert at seven. Is that the only crazy. problem you have with me? That's the only issue, bro. And they, I mean, that, they're crazy, but that's the only issue. <laughs> I mean, we'll see, man. I mean... No love for Dak or Kirk Cousins, bro. I was I, I was gonna throw Kirk at the ten actually, but I was like that's just unfair at that point because wow. But no, no love for Dak actually that's with that because I I, ha- I was high on Dak last year in the Cowboys and I said they would win the NFC East and you clowned me and you were right. So I have zero faith in the Dallas Cowboys right now that we can agree with. Um, but yeah, man, that that wraps up. Uh, top 10 QB list, man. AFC and NFC West predictions as well. Tomorrow, man, Hall of Fame game. Football is finally back. Preseason in action. Uh, any last comments you want to say before we sign off, man? Oh, man. Football's one week closer. Yes, sir. Go to go, man, on YouTube. Go to go pod on TikTok. Like, comment, share, subscribe on the tube, Apple Music. Spotify, Amazon uh, podcast as well. Go ahead, tune in, man. Go to go. Episode 50. Until next week, man. Uh, episode 50, man. Yeah, episode 50. So, I mean, two more episodes. This is 52 weeks right there. But, I mean, we're already into one year of this channel. Nonetheless, man, season two getting closer every week. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Catch y'all next week, man. Peace.